We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. If you're going to dick pick people randomly, women who just don't want to see it anyway, fucking raise your standard about the quality of dick pics that you're sending. Sometimes you can be sucking guys cock and just fucking sucking the soul right out of him because you love doing it so much. And it's just something that I love. COVID seriously hampered my ability to, you know, get out there and fornicate. <laughs> For lack of, I'm just going to get right down to it. All right, hey guys, holy smokes, it's, this is my last podcast of 2020. Well, I had to wrap it up with a Q&A and I'm working like crazy right now on my Patreon and trying to get that all set up so that when we, you know, in some at some point in January, I don't know the exact date, you know, you're going to be able to join and be a patron and see the, you know, see the vlog, right? Moving forward. In 2021, this podcast will always be available as an audio, of course, because I want everybody to be able to enjoy it and listen. And then for the, you know, for people that really want to be support the show and be a contributor, I have different levels and tiers and I'm working on setting those up and those will be on Patreon and you can be a patron and that'll be fun. And then you can see that you'll see the vlog version of this show and all of the additional content, bonus content, me talking about, I've been going through my whole five years of the, well, four years, right? Because we ended the fourth year. Oh my word. <laughs> it's, oh, I just have to say, listening to myself is painful. It's painful. And, but also interesting where I look at where the show started, you know, with no intro, no outro, just flat straight out of my, you know, out of my Mac with the speakers on the Mac. I mean, there was no frills. It was no freaking frills and still it caught on. So I think that's a really strong point for people who anybody interested in starting a podcast, it's the subject, it's the meat on the bones that matters. I get caught up. Trust me, I know. I get caught up in, you know, now that I'm trying to move this forward, I'm going to do a video version. Oh, please. There's all, I have a whole nother slew of insecurities cropping up. Just when it was first my voice, you know, it's just like, can I do this? What if people don't like me? I mean, all this crazy crap goes through your head, right? But the truth is, if you're just honest and genuine and true to yourself, people are going to 
either be receptive to that or they're not. And it's okay. Like, you know, if you're not receptive to me with who I'm actually, the who of who I am, that I'm okay with. So anyway, so roll the clock forward. You know, I think the content I'm working on the different tiers and how to make the content super juicy and fun. And I think that it will be. And just to be able to watch the show, because I'm going to, I've done a lot of work and research into how to produce a good vlog. So the video portion, it's going to be worth it because it's going to be well-produced. It won't be, I'm trying to make it not where I was in the very flat, straight beginning of the podcast where it was just like, like I said, me doing my thing, just strictly audio, which I do have an affinity and appreciation for, don't get me wrong. But, you know, I'm trying to kind of step up my game moving forward. So anyway, I think the listeners are really going to appreciate that. Anyway, I want to just say, you know, we're moving into the new year. I hope everybody had a wonderful holiday. I know I did. It was a nice Christmas. It was low key, but I was super, super, I don't know. I just, I just needed this year. I needed the holiday. I needed the lights. I needed the sentiments. I needed all of the traditions. And even though I wasn't able to experience that in a group setting, like you normally would, I couldn't go to midnight mass and all, you know, all that. So I couldn't be in a group. It still was, it still helped fill some voids in my life. And I am happy for that. So there you go. But hey, I also want to add, I just got, I got this really great text into my texting group and I want to share it. It's from a gal named Amanda and she said, happy holidays. I just want to say thank you for your amazing podcast. You have been my workout buddy for a while now. I'm a woman about the same age and I have been living vicariously through your stories, humor, adventures since year one. And I've made it to the beginning of 2020. Thank you. Well, Amanda, thank you. Really, seriously. I can't tell you how much that means to me that you listen and that you've gone all the way from the beginning. I know it's a strange thing to have like actual your life documented over that time span and everything you hear is just straight up genuine. It's legit. It's the real deal. And as I've experienced, just going back to the very roots and listening to the beginning of it, I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, it's raw and it's real and it's intense. I mean, you know, there's no, there's nothing produced about what I say. Clearly, if you've listened to me, if you followed me like Amanda has from the beginning to the end, you know, I just freaking say it. And a lot of times I open my yap and I'm like, oh shit, I can't take that back. But I'd rather just, you know, I'd rather like live on the truth and have someone kind of come at me at that, like defend who you really are versus, you know, try to be something that I'm not. I, I just, that's just not who I am. That's not my wheelhouse. And anybody that's interested in their sexual awareness, in getting more creative with their sex life, being more open and experimenting and things like that with their sexuality, that's what I'm about. That's what this podcast is about. It's about really kind of recognizing that we're sexual beings. It's unfortunate that so much of that is shamed and hidden and, you know, you can't express yourself. We've seen this year has been just so strange for censorship 
And I think really starting, you know, even we saw the beginnings of it in 2018 with people, you know, and sites changing their rules about which could post, which can't post. It's weird to me. It's weird because I understand the extreme end of what's out there on the web. And, but where do people such as myself, Amanda, and pretty much every listener that really tunes into this, like, where do we land? We need a place. We want to be able to express ourselves sexually. We know that that's important to us. We get it. Like I said, we're sexual beings. Why does this have to be a stupid fucking secret? I don't know. You know, am I going to turn the tide in the overall global thought process in this? Oh, I don't know. But I'm going to continue to be out there sexually doing my thing, talking about my sex bucket list, which I do have a new one coming out, you know, for the next coming year. I mean, I'm just, I always want to keep that fresh and ongoing because I feel like it's such an important part of who we are as human beings. And it's not just this raw sexual act. It can mean a lot of things. It can just be a raw sexual act, which is hot and fun and fucking sexy. There's nothing wrong with that. But depending on your circumstance, if you're in a committed relationship, you know, how that's applied yields different results. And all of those results are fucking hot and amazing and don't need to be quarantined to use an overused word in 2020, quarantined away into this like, oh, you know, we got to put this over here in this space, get rid of that. No, I think it's just time that we're okay with open sexual expressiveness and that we find a middle ground for people who want to express that where we don't have to shame it, where we don't have to, you know, have the tumblers of the world. You know, I just told you I recently had my original blog taken down and now I started a new one. I don't know, five months ago, roughly. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The world's most exciting podcast, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I'm Michael Savage, host of the Savage Nation podcast, home of borders, language, and culture. Hear my new podcast each week as I speak with top guests from around the world. Right now, we have over 700 shows in our library. Featuring interviews with world leaders, scientists, faith teachers, and more, including President Donald Trump, Prime Minister of Israel Ehud Barak, Edward Teller, the father of the hydrogen bomb, Jerry Falwell, and so much more conversations and commentary you cannot find anywhere else. Other guests have included Samuel Cohen, the father of the neutron bomb, Breitbart's Alex Marlowe, the great author Peter Schweitzer, Colonel Douglas McGregor. Be here or be nowhere. The Savage Nation podcast. Catch the Michael Savage podcast on all podcast platforms every Tuesday and every Friday. 
Now I'm designated as adult again. I mean, literally, I have to say no, 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 no. If you're just a puritanical fucking jackwad with a stick up your ass, you would call my current Tumblr blog adult. I mean, it's so fucking PG Disney. It kills me. It kills me. I cannot fully express myself there. I've resulted to Twitter for, you know, the more nasty stuff. <laughs> but I again, if you're an adult and you want to be able to say, I think this is hot, why can't you say that? It's not me in sex acts. It's not me showing videos of myself. And again, that's a whole nother category. I'm not shaming or, you know, getting into that. I'm just saying, for fuck's sake, people, it's all, damn near 2021. And we still have this problem with sexual expressiveness. And as I get into this podcast tonight, the questions that I'm getting from people, you will see how it's still reflected in commonplace. And I don't know. I mean, I really, it's a toughie. I'm struggling with how to address that with people when they ask me for my opinion, because I don't know, you know, I've never been one that's ashamed of my sexual desires, feelings, wants, needs. I think that's natural, normal, and no one is going to shame me about that. Not a partner, not friends, no one. There you go. All right. Anyway, back to Amanda. Thank you so much, Amanda. I value the fact that you listen to me and I love that I'm your workout buddy because you know how big I am on working out and taking care of yourself. And trust me, I know, girl, there's nothing better than when you're listening to like, because we don't always want to work out. And everybody that does that works out a lot all the time knows you're not always fucking motivated <laughs> to do that workout. So whatever it takes, like, I know I'm always searching, researching, listening for, okay, what am I going to listen to? What, you know, this time to make my workout go faster. So I love knowing that I'm your workout buddy. And I actually know I'm other people's workout buddies too. So thank you so much. This means a lot to me. It also means a lot to me because my females like, come on ladies, like mm. I used to have more of a even split male, female ratio. And it's weird. It's, it vacillates. And maybe the information I'm not getting is super correct, but I was, uh, you know, it was like 50, 50, then it was 45, you know, then it was like 45% women and 40%. It just like slipped. And I'm like, ladies, come back to me. All right. So Amanda, yes, I love you. Happy new year and keep listening because it's just going to get better and better. Okay, let me get into the core, the meat and potatoes of the podcast here, the questions. Uh, I had to end, like I said, I had to end this year with a Q&A. I haven't done one in a while, and I really just wanted to do my, have my last podcast of 2020 be about answering what people want to know. So why do you hate dick pics so much? That's the question. Why do I hate dick pics so much? Well, hmm. I know I've see I've I feel like I've answered this seven ways to Sunday, but let me try try it one more time. I'll do it eight ways to Sunday. Maybe maybe that'll be the explanation that catches on. First of all, obviously, hello everybody knows I'm not a prude. It's not about being prudish or like shocked. I just feel like a dick pic from a stranger is disrespectful. So as an example, 
yesterday morning, I woke, I was awakened to a dick pic from TJ. I know TJ and we are sexual. We have been sexual. This is not a rude, random thing. To me, if I know you and I've had sex with you and you turn me on, it's hot. It's hot to get that. And, you know, that kind of fun teasing and playfulness. But that's between two people who mutually agree that, you know, kind of on what we're doing, like this is hot and sexy. Just to to get it from random strangers, like randos, I call them randos, just like, boom, you're just jumping into my DMs and you send me your dick. It does nothing for me. Your random dick pic. When I don't know what you look like, I don't know two shits about you. It's not hot. And I'm going to bring something up. I'm going there. I'm going to go. I'm going to go someplace. Maybe I shouldn't go. I'm going to go there. The last dick picker I got, which is probably just yesterday. This is not, this was not TJ, but just I had a, a dick pic, a random dick pic. I think it was on Twitter, end up in my DMs. And I mean, I blasted the guy, you know, I just, I, I was in the mood. Sometimes it depends on my mood. You catch me and I will either shut you down, just flat out freaking delete you or block you rather, or I'll say something. This time I said something, you know, I just hit him with some very pointed commentary. But the thing I want to point out to guys is this. A, there's nothing attractive to me about your dick. It's only hot and sexy and interesting when I've actually experienced your dick, right? It's been in my pussy. It's made me come. I've jacked it off. I've sucked on it. It's not hot when it's just some random dick. I don't, I'm not like, oh, like a little kid pressed up against a glass going, oh, it's a dick pic. Like uh, 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 licking the glass like a fucking moron. I'm just like, ew. Because, you know, dicks aren't always that hot and sexy. They're hot and sexy when you have something to relate it to and experience or who's attached to it. It's not just like, the visual shit. And that's the way you guys are wired. I get it. Men, you're different. Okay. You can just see a pair of tits and be like, oh my God, that's so fucking hot. You know, and you're fucking coming in your pants. Not every guy, but I understand that men are more, you know, I'm, I'm going to the extreme here, but I understand that men are more visual than women, but your random dick pic doesn't do anything for me. And I need you to be aware of something, men when you're sending these random dick pics. So like this last guy that sent me this random dick pic, you guys know what a fupa is, right? It's a fat upper pussy area, okay? Men, you have fudas, fat upper dick area. I don't wanna see your fat upper dick area. That is when your hand is straight down at the base of your cock. I guess trying to push that extra skin away from the base to make it look longer or visually more appealing. I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but when you got it strapped down at the base and I see a mound of fucking fat flesh on either side, I'm like, you have a fucking Fuda. This is not sexy. I don't want to see your Fuda. <laughs> so think about your angles. If you have a Fuda, Think about your angles. Maybe you're in a weird position and you're giving yourself a food app. I don't know. I just have to say, 
I should trademark this term, Buddha. But, you know, it's not hot. It's not sexy. So guys, we don't want to see your foodas, okay? Just don't do it. It's not good. No woman wants to see that. Sorry, my chair is like squeaky. I feel like my chair is so squeaky right now. I, no, that's not my thing. Just, I don't want to see, oh, and not to mention, did this guy have a fooda? But he also is sitting on the fucking toilet while he's taking this picture. Ew, I want to see your toilet bowl below you. Come on, men, at least for going into 2021, please, if you're going to dick pic people randomly, women who just don't want to see it anyway, fucking raise your standard about the quality of dick pics that you're sending. There you go. That's my public service announcement. So no, I don't like dick pics. I find them insulting. I think it's disrespectful. If it's something you wouldn't do to a random stranger in public, don't be a just total, what do, they, what do we call those? Just, uh, I don't know. Don't be a douche and just drop it into somebody's DMs. It's cowardly. Like there's nothing manly or masculine or, you know, about it. I, I don't know. I think there's a whole generation of guys that just like, who the fuck raised you? Slap your fucking parents. Like they just turned out a moron into the world. Who thinks this, this is okay? It's not okay. It's just not. And the only women responsive to it are... Probably women who want to sell you their, I'm not trying to bash women who are like in the sex trade, but you know, they, they want to hustle you. They're like, oh, good. Here's a horny guy. Let me try to send him over to my OnlyFans and I'll sell him some 199 pussy, discounted pussy. By the way, I will not be offering any sort of 199 tier to my Patreon account because this shit isn't discounted. Sorry. And if you don't see the value in it, that's fine. <laughs> that is a-okay with me. I do not want, there's a category of follower, whether it's a listener or anybody that would be paying for additional content that I'm doing. You're not going to get some $199 i am on sale type of thing from me. Sorry. I don't roll that way. And, um, it's not going to happen. So I will only have what I consider to be my ideal customer base who wants to subscribe. And that could be nobody, or that could be five people, or it could be hundreds. I don't know what to expect, but I'm okay with that because it's about the quality and not the quantity, to be honest with you. That's, I am dead set on that. There's just no way. So, all right, dick pickers. Please, for 2021, rethink your strategy if you're dick picking, if you're randomly just dick picking women, think about it. Like think about what's in the background, if it's toilet seat, a messy background, <laughs> at least make it, I don't know, not so offensive. There's offensive and then not so offensive. All right, I know. I've talked about this dick picking thing ad nauseum. It's not what I wanna be going over. Okay, what's on your sex bucket list for 2021? Well, that's coming out in 2021 and we're not quite there yet. So you're going to have to wait for the answer to that. But, you know, I've got some items, got some things on my list. I'll just, I'll say that. Sorry, I can't answer that in more detail. However, to the person that sent that question in, just know that the next podcast is going to be solely devoted to that question. So you'll be a happy camper. All right. Have you been able to be as sexually active in 2020 as you've always been? And if so, how? 
Uh, no. <laughs> no, I have not. But hopefully moving forward, you know, I'm going to change that. This, I mean, I think we can all agree this year is a funky year. It's not just for me. It hasn't just been the setback with the COVID and the limitations that surround that. It's, you know, it's hard to meet new people with that and just kind of everything that I used to be able to do, whether it was uh, go to a sex club or, you know, sex party, meet people socially that are new for me, that really, it's been hampered. It's been harder to do. Not to mention, you know, as many of the listeners know who follow the show, I had a partner that I no longer have that I was really going deep with and exploring a lot sexually. And I that's ended. So this year has been fucked up, if you ask me. I mean, just fucked. But I'm regrouping and I'm going to be ready to get back to it. I mean, seriously, at this point, the show must go on. <laughs> Literally. I mean, you know, my I've taken the setbacks and now I'm like, okay, it's time for the comebacks because I cannot do this. It's just, it's too important to me to be, yeah, just too important to me. So, all right. Okay. I follow you on, here's the next one. I follow you on Twitter and Tumblr, and it seems like you really love sucking cock. Tell me in exact detail what you love about it. Well, oh my gosh. I just love so much about it. So, so much. I mean, you know, when you are sucking a guy's cock, it's this, I don't know. It's like, depending on who you're with, it could be just total worship, admiration, love, lust, desire, submission, or it could be actually a power play. You know, again, like I said, depending on who you're with and different times, different moments. I mean, sometimes you could be sucking guy's cock and just fucking sucking the soul right out of him because you love doing it so much. And it's just something that I love and enjoy. And it is, it does depend on the person. I mean, it's not like I want to suck every guy. It's not like I just like want to drop to my knees and suck your cock just because you're a dude and you have a cock. There's more to it. But when you get into it with someone that you know, and it's very intimate. And like I said, it can mean so many different things. You know, it can be that he's coming through the door and he's had a hard day and, you know, you just want to treat him like a man, you know, and do something that's just for him. And other times it can be where he's demanding it of you and he's kind of like forcing it on you and that's hot and fucking sexy. It just, you know, where that's where you're getting into the submission portion of it and, when he's demanding it, that like, you're, you know, you have to, like he has that need and you get to service that need. And the fact that you're the only one, even though it's done through submission, you're the one that can do that for him. Ugh, fuck. It's hot as fuck. I mean, seriously, women, I don't like women that just don't, aren't into this. I don't understand. I don't understand. It's amazing. And you know, when he does finally come, is it going to be in your mouth? Is it going to be in your tits? Is it going to be on your stomach, around your pussy? I mean, what, you know, it just mm, on your face. I'm usually not a fan of the face, but again, I mean, situationally, there's been times where it's just one of the most, I think, feminine and sexy and hot things that a woman can do. And it still has that naughty, oh, I just love it. I really do. 
I love pleasing my partner and I, I enjoy and want to get better at that skill and keep developing it. And I'm tuned into my partner and what they like about it and what they need. Cause it's like women with oral sex, we're all different. And so are guys, they're different. You know, they're why everybody's, they have their different buttons and things you got to do. Some want their balls tugged and, you know, this licked and that pressure point And they want, you know, I mean, there's just so many, that's what I like about it. There's just, it's like, there's so many different ways to do it. It just never gets boring. It never gets old. It's always, I think it's always a skill that I want to stay sharp on and not, not get lazy about it and not just assume, oh, you know, okay, I'm good at it. This works for 90% of men, you know, and not keep trying to, hone those skills and understand that part of a man's anatomy drive and desire better. It's fucking hot and sexy. And I think if every woman turned herself, wanted to turn herself into a blowjob queen, you'd be blowing every guy's mind. And who doesn't want to do that? So there's my thing on blowjobs. I mean, like, don't get me started. Like I could go on and on and on. It really, if you can hear it, like if you're watching this, you can, if you are watching this, you can see, you can see how I feel about this. It's just something that super, that turns me on and I enjoy doing. And yeah, there's, and there's just, that's the thing. There's so many different levels of sucking cock. It can just be basic. It could be, you know, where you're gagging and tearing up. It could be slow and sweet and teasing. I mean, there's just so many ways to go with it. That's why I love it. It's very fun. And it can be more where you're forced to do it. It can be more where you're in control. It can be more loving. It can be just more raw, pure animalistic sexualness. I mean, there's just, yeah, it has all these different facets. It hits on all cylinders. I love it. It's just one of my, one of my favorite things. I mean, it's not going to change. <laughs> Okay. Let's see the next question. I need to figure out a way to tell my wife about this podcast. How do I do that? You know, you're not the first person to ask this. Like I get this question a lot. It's maybe just my wife or my partner. It's usually a man who sends this and I can't tell you the amount of times I've gotten a question very similar to this. Well, I guess, so here's where you guys got to help me with this because that question always kind of stumps me a little bit. And here's why. It's not like I'm killing kittens, you know, like I don't feel that any of the content I put out there is offensive or something that you need to hide. This is just straight up sexuality, human sexuality. And what it's not like you're watching. It's not like I'm doing triple X-rated porn and you're asking me, how can I get my girlfriend to watch this? That I would understand. That's a different question, but we're talking about just open, honest communication about sex and what you like and your desires and what drives you. And so to me, I do struggle with this because I don't know. I don't know why having open communication is hard or why it's something you should want to hide. Like what you, what turns you on sexually? I mean, you're dating a love interest. You're with, this isn't a conversation between you and your mom or your sister or your aunt. This is something that if you're having sex with this person, why can't you talk about it? You're doing the act, but you can't communicate about it. I'm sorry. I don't get that. I don't know. I don't know that I have the answer for you, except to say that 
since I do have the podcast and I think it's not offensive, maybe it's, it's less threatening rather, I should say, than maybe suggesting your partner watch porn with you. If that's going to be, you know, a big step for them that I hope that this podcast can open lines of communication for men and women who are in committed relationships. That's what I'm about. I mean, that's really what this podcast is about. This podcast is about putting it out there and just saying, hey, sex is important and we should be talking about it. And why can't we do that? I mean, so I would, if I were this person, I would start with an episode that resonates with you and that you think would be safe to suggest to your partner. And then maybe you just say, hey, I... I came across this podcast. I caught this episode. I caught a few more. I think it's kind of hot and sexy. I want to, you know, like, can we listen to it together and maybe come up with some fun ideas or let's see what turns us on. You know, I just, I love you. I care about you. And I really want, I want to just go deeper with you and explore things that turn us on. And I think maybe that this could help us with being more expressive, you know, super, super open-ended just like that. And then, you know, you can, like I said, if you listen to an episode together, then you can talk about it afterwards, get the feedback. What do they think? I hope that's what it does. You know, I really do. That's, you know, I'm not, I'm not here for anything other than just straight talk and information and promoting that with people, whether you're single you're in a relationship, you know, whether that's a boyfriend, girlfriend, or you're married, or you're in a polyamorous, whatever your dynamic is, being open and honest and having good communication about your sex life is never a bad thing. Never. It's always a good thing. And if you don't have that, really, it's indicative of bigger problems. This lack of communication is a secondary byproduct of a bigger thing between the two of you. It's not like you have this great relationship and that the you're expressive and open in other areas, but this you can't be. It really doesn't work that way. I know there, there's probably people that will argue that with me, but the truth is no. If you are not comfortable expressing yourself with your partner, or you don't have that type of intimacy, that type of emotional closeness that doesn't involve physical encounters where you can just tell each other stuff and express yourself. Trust me, it's not just happening on the sexual level. There's other areas of your relationship, key components where that same circumstance is happening too. So if you kind of can get the sexual part open, if you can open that door, it makes it so much easier for other stuff. It really, really does. It's like the floodgates will open Aside from having a fucking kick-ass killer sex life and connection, the other things are going to be become easier and you'll benefit from that. So I don't know if I answered your question. I hope I did. Just I hope I gave you some food for thought. But yeah, I would just, you could just say you stumbled across it. I mean, or somebody listens to it and you listen to it and it kind of spoke to you, you know, for whatever reason. And then try to get your partner to listen to it with you. All right. Well, I hope that helps. Okay. Oh, you know what? Before I move off that, I did have one interesting note. I did make a note to myself on this. I'm sorry. I don't want to jump off that right away. 
On episode 139, if you guys listen to that, there was a guy who sent me a voicemail and, you know, it was just very like, hey, I love your show. I like your sexual expressiveness. I like that you're open with your, you know, sexuality, blah, blah, blah. I wish women in the country that he was from were more like that. That's all I said. Well, I included that in the podcast. You know, he left me that voice, but I included that in the podcast. Then he sends me an email and he says that, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I, I have a wife and two kids and I don't think she'd appreciate hearing that. And I, I again, I was just like, mm. I mean, he wanted me to take the episode out. And of course, you know, it's already released. I can't do that. But what I did say was that, hey, I will go and disguise your voice. And I did. So, you know, he's got this, mechanical sounding voice. And it's actually now kind of funny. I, I made some humor out of it because if you now if you go back and listen to it, his voice is disguised. He sounds mechanical like a robot. And then the first thing I say is, oh, you have a sexy accent. So it kind of, you know, it all worked out. And I'm not trying to get on him. It's just one more example of if you guys listen to 139 and you caught the original version, you heard his voice and you heard what he said. And I would never edit what somebody says. I just, out of what he requested, you know, about his discomfort, I disguised his voice, but it's just so funny because I thought he just didn't say anything that was, it's not like you said, yeah, I've got this kink and I really like doing this, but you know, my wife doesn't know. And you know, I mean, what he said was so innocent in my opinion and really harmless that, but you know, he truly believed that if his wife heard that, it would be very offensive to her. And again, I cannot, guys, Houston, we have a problem. This is where my disconnect is. While I've never been married, I am and have been in committed relationships long-term. And for me, everything is based around trying to be as open as and honest as you can. Sometimes overly honest, which I do get in trouble for, but you know what? I'd rather have that than the other way. And, you know, if, and I'll just very graciously suggest that if you can't express to your partner that you, or you're afraid that your partner knows that you listen to a podcast that talks about sexuality, you've just got a much bigger problem than I can solve. You know, you've got a big problem. That's a big problem. It's a red flag. And I hope that, and I mean it respectfully, I hope that you can figure that out because it's not, you're married, you're two married people or you're two people in a committed relationship. You should be able to discuss this stuff. Why is this so taboo or hard? This is the person you've committed to spend the rest of your life with, to experience everything with, yet you're not. You're not really doing that. You know, you're not sharing the benefits of being with somebody that you love and trust is that you get to be intimate. You get to go deeper with them and you're not capitalizing on that. So I suggest that you do because when you do, it's really an amazing thing. Okay. I'm off that. Sorry. Soapbox, soapbox moment. Okay. The next question, what do you have planned for the new year? Any resolutions? Oh, next year. Well, certainly I'd like to be better than this year because this year was a bit of a shit show, not just because of the COVID. I mean, COVID seriously hampered my ability to, you know, get out there and fornicate <laughs> for lack of, if I'm just going to get right down to it. I, 
I mean, my goals moving forward are just to keep, obviously make the show more fun, interesting, informational, and also be able to have more adventures that I could then share with you guys and you get the benefit of. And that was really kind of hampered this year. But it's also, I think moving forward, it's also to make sure I just keep myself open to the true intimacy because that's where you get into the good stuff. I mean, I trust me, I love a good fuck. I do, not gonna lie. But what I found over the years, and if you follow the evolution of The Curious Girl, it's really about figuring out some stuff for myself. And for me, I do enjoy the intimacy that you can have with another person. And when you find a deep end, when there's a deep end in someone's pool and you guys match and click up, I mean, there's really no limit to the deepness and expansiveness that you can experience together. So just not having that. If I go back to surface level, it's hard. And not that I'm, but it's weird. So not that I'm looking for, that I'm out there like, oh, you know, I want to find a boyfriend or any of that crap. I'm not looking for that, but I'm also not hedging against it. In the beginning of this, I really hedged against it. I was like, you know, I have my rules. You got to do this. You got to do that. Some of those rules will still be applicable, but I'm not going to freak out if, you know, I catch feelings for someone. It happens. And I think if you want to have the kind of sex that I want to have and that I enjoy having, and that's the most phenomenal, life-changing, fucking pop your head off kind of sex, it goes hand in hand with some type of deeper connection. We don't have to put a label on it, but, you know, it's more than surface level stuff. Surface level sex is masturbating on another guy's dick, which I will do and I don't mind doing, but I also want to go deeper. And I'm not going to be ashamed of that or say, you know, I don't want that. You know, it's good. I'm good. I'm good with the full buffet. How about that? So I'm open, whatever comes my way. Certain people just naturally, you will not. It's very hard to find that, you know, person you can have a deep, deep, deep connection with. First of all, it's not like, you know, it's just high numerical probability because there's a lot of things that go into it. And some things they are just like things I cannot even put my finger on. I don't even know what they are. So it's like a lightning strike. When it happens, it happens. And you just don't really have much control over it, to be honest. So I'm not worried about trying to hedge it off. It just doesn't come my way that often, period. Because takes a lot. It really takes a lot for me to go, to get interested and go want to go that deep. So it cracks me up when I see some of the little hookup sites I'm on where, you know, guys are like, I'm not looking to change my life. I don't want some clingy girl. You know, it's like, I'm just thinking, (laughs) who the fuck would be clingy and obsessing over you? (laughs) Sorry. I mean, I'm not trying to sound bitchy, but it's kind of like, how presumptuous. I don't presume that guys are just going to get more crazy about me than I want. I mean, you know, you just don't know. And to think that you can predict that shit and that you have control over it. I mean, there's certain things you can do, like I said, to hedge against it. But when it's coming for you, it's fucking coming for you. So you can sit there and think you, you can control it all you want. But in my opinion, when that chemistry wants to ignite and spark, 
there's, you're not going to stop it, you know? And conversely, when it's not there, it's not there either. You can't make it happen as much as you may want to. So, you know, it's just two sides of the same coin. So anyway, my New Year's resolutions, just uh, definitely get, get out there, be more sexual, have more fun stories to share with you guys. Like I said, my sex bucket list is coming. I'll announce that in 2021. That'll be fun. And also just to get the Patreon stuff going and, you know, get more, build more of a community and have more access with the listeners. I've loved my texting group, but I kind of want more, you know, I really do. I want more personal. I want more. I want to be able to do like I can do in Patreon where I can do lives and chat with people and feedback. And, you know, I just, I need to be a little bit more connected. I feel it's time and I'm ready and I want to. Okay. Next one. What's been your favorite sexual memory to date since you started your podcast? Oh my word. Mm. Wow. I don't know. I see. I don't know that I have a specific memory. I think it's more of a feeling more like, I would say more of a feeling like when I would get into subspace and the way your mind is shut off and you're a hundred percent in the moment with someone. That's very, very rare for me to be. And I think for a lot of us, cause we always have so much stimulation going on. We've got all this outside stuff and noise and you know, you're thinking about what you got to do next and your to-do list and all this stuff. And to really just be present with somebody where it's nothing but sensation. It's nothing but feeling. And it's like a super highway of a flood, you know, of feeling and sensation coming in all at once because nothing else is distracting you from that. That's probably my best memory, you know, or like I said, it's just an instance. And when you have that and when you can have it repeatedly with somebody it's pretty fucking amazing. It's hot. It's hard for me, you know, to shut my brain off. And so realizing that I can do that. And then when I do that, that allows me to just connect with someone on levels I didn't even know I could. That's the stuff that right there makes this whole five year, you know, for the end of this whole four years worth it. Just that realization, those experiences, it, totally has changed. That's why, you know, it's changed my knowledge of where and why sex is so important in that, you know, all of this fucking secrecy we have around it and all these hangups we have around it. It's a bunch of bullshit and we just need to get over it and move past it and not let anybody, including, you know, social media sites, whatever it is, shame you, make you feel like you're doing something wrong we are sexual beings, people. That is why we're still here all these years later. And to act like, you know, shelve that on the back, like, oh, no, that's not important. Fuck yes, it is. It's the reason why we still exist to this day, this long. So stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Okay. What's the one sexual thing you're looking to do in the new year? Mm. Well, I think it's A, staying open to staying open and experiencing those deeper level connections sexually. That's number one. But if I just had to pick like a sex act itself, it's got to be, I know everybody's so sick of hearing me say this, but I've got to fucking conquer this threesome thing. 
And I kind of feel like I'm ready. Like I know I've said that before, but I'm telling you, I feel like I'm really ready. And yeah, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to stop trying to make it be like a certain way because I've gotten so in my head about it. It's just ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. I thought I wanted to experience that with a certain person. That's not going to happen. And I thought, you know, it was going to be this way. You know, I just had all this like fucking fairy tale shit in my head. Now I'm just like, screw it. Just do it. It You know what? Just do it. And I know where my boundaries are. As long as I'm open and honest with, you know, the other participants and everybody knows the boundaries and I just need to go for it. I need to stop trying to make it into the super, super complicated thing. Because believe me, I can overcomplicate something like nobody's business. So, and I think I've managed to do that and I'm just uncomplicating it. Okay. You mentioned you're starting a Patreon. When will it start and what will be in it for the patrons? Well, I'm still working on that and I'm trying to figure that out. So basically it's going to be different tiers. I'm trying to just decide, you know, what the levels are. It's not, like I said, it's not going to be a 199. Come and view all this shit for 199. No, you know, 199 is what? Let me do some quick math here. I'm going to round up. When is it 20? It's like six, is it six and a half cents a day? Is that what it is? Did I move the decimal point the right way? I think so. I'm usually pretty good with math. It's And this is where I don't understand. Like these women who are on these OnlyFans, you're giving this shit away for like $1.99 or whatever. You know, you're putting yourself on discount. I'll see this stuff like on Twitter and Tumblr, like, you know, and they're showing their shit. They're showing their junk and they're putting their junk on sale. I will never put my junk on sale. First of all, I'm not putting my junk on sale at all. It's not up for sale. But the second thing is I just like, I respect sex workers immensely, but what I think is if they added business savvy to that component, they'd really be knocking it out of the park. Cause not only do you have a product that is in demand, but you can really control your price. And instead it goes the other way. And I get that the market's saturated, but here's the thing. I'm going to give a little business talk here for a second marketing and things like that, you can be, you could still be the category king. Let's call it the category queen, right? If you understood what you were really selling and what you're really offering, and you understood marketing and you understood solving a problem, you don't understand if you're selling yourself at 199, you don't really understand the problem that you're solving or you're not solving a problem. And that's why you have to discount yourself. That's why it's on the cheap. And you're just stuck at the bottom of the barrel, discounting yourself and competing against all the other women that don't know the problem they're solving either. That's the thing. So, you know, you got to have your niche and then just get in that lane. You have to find a way to separate yourself, niche it down, and then go after be that, you know, dominate that lane. Don't try to compete against this huge oversaturated market. That's what drives the price of these OnlyFans girls down is that it's the oversaturation. Anyway, where was I going with that? I don't fucking know. Like I just see, I get on, (laughs) I just got a total 
freaking tangent. Anyway, oh, I know, I, I know what got me there. So I was saying like, hey, I'm not gonna, it's not gonna be 199. Look, it's not gonna be something outrageous either, but you know, I feel like either you wanna be a part of the, the Curious Girl community and have all the benefits of that, have access to me. And like I said, when I set up all the tiers, I don't know what all of the tiers are gonna be about and all the different things that you'll get with that. I'm still massaging that, but I want it to be, again, you know, my mindset is I'm not doing this just to be average. I want this to be something that people get a value out of because I get it. We're trading here. It's a trade. It's a trade for your dollar for what I'm offering. And this is the way the world works. It doesn't matter whether you're buying a cheeseburger, a house, a car, a pair of socks. It's a trade. So I want the trade to be something. I want the price to be great for what you're getting. I want it to be so easy for you to say, yes, I absolutely like, why wouldn't I pay $9.99 or $24.99 or whatever, you know, whatever the tier level it is for all this stuff. It's just kind of basic business stuff. So I'm still like massaging that, but it'll be good. I'll have that probably mid-January. I'll start sending out some emails to the people that have signed up for my email list that I've never emailed before. Shame on me. <laughs> and like I said, this is the thing. I don't even know how this is going to go because it's embarrassing. Oh, this is like the biggest blooper I have done is just having all these people sign up and get nothing from me. I'm not sent a single thing. Nothing. <laughs> they didn't, I mean, they didn't pay anything, right? You're just like, hey, put me on your email list. Well, the email list, I've not created any content to email out. I am so sorry. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, please. I just didn't really know where I was taking this in the very, very beginning. Now I do. And so I'm going to have to try to, I'm going to be like running through the quicksand to try to make good on that fuck up, but I'm going to give it my best. Okay. Oh, this last one. This is a good one. Share a fantasy with me. Mm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Well, share a fantasy. Um, well, you guys know I've always had my, my rape fantasy. It evolves. It moves and shifts around. And I want to say when I say the rape, it's consensual non-consent. It's a role play, guys. Okay. Nobody fucking lose their panties about it. It's just... The components in that where I just don't get a say. So there's variations of that. It can just be like somebody that I really fucking want. And maybe in that moment, I don't want them, but they know underlying that I do. And I might be acting coy, or I might just be completely putting them off and lying and saying that I don't want them and they are just, they're not going to have it. They're going to take what they want anyway. And they know me better than I know myself. And they know what I need more than I'm willing to admit in that moment. And it's there. It's like that masculine alpha energy that just, it's the only thing that's going to overcome my bossy, bitchy, no. <laughs> And so, yeah, I think that that's so again, like when you get into that whole, you know, people are like, oh my God, rape fantasy, Ugh. you know, they hear the word rape and I get it. It's a very polarizing term, but the, you know, when you dig below the surface, the, the variant of that, you know, and what's behind that, it's more just 
you know, being taken is hot being, you know, and it's by somebody that, that can do it. I mean, that's the only way it's going to happen. It's by somebody that is man enough because it's not just the physical overpowerment. It's the mental overpowerment. I mean, any guy up the street, you know, I mean, most men, a man, you know, can overpower a woman. It's not just about that. That's part of it, but it's about the mental overtaking and the charisma and the confidence that it would take for a man to step up and do that, that I find extremely hot. And that, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a fantasy because most guys aren't going to go out on a limb like that. And I, I understand why, but yeah, in my little fantasy, that would be it. And then of course, sexually, you know, he just gets to do whatever he wants and I'm going to fucking do it because A, I don't have a say and B, as I come to realize during this act that I don't want a say, I want to let all that go and do what he wants. So, (laughs) oh my gosh, I'm telling you, listen, guys, it's one thing to hear me. You've got to see me express this at some point. You have to come to my Patreon in the future and watch this watch me express myself. I think it's, it lends this whole nother layer to it and, and sincerity and just to see the truth and what I'm saying, when I'm saying it. And it's different than just hearing it. You can hear it, but when you hear it and see it, something different. Okay. Well, I think that's going to wrap this last episode up for 2020. I'm everybody, please have a very happy and safe new year. Enjoy yourselves. I hope you're with, you know, people that you love and care about and you wrap up this year in a great way. And I do look forward to 2021 and all the changes coming for the podcast, turning into a vlog. Yeah. I mean, I'm turning this podcast into a a vlog which is fun. And that's, I'm super excited about that. And I want everyone to stay happy and safe, healthy and horny. All right, guys, make your sex bucket list. I'm going to announce mine. That should be the next podcast. Unless I do a throwback. I'm not sure what I'm going to do on Saturday. Look, I don't know. At this point, I'm either going to do a another podcast on Saturday. It could be a throwback. Probably will be. But then the following, the first official week of the new year, we're kicking it off. And I'll have my sex bucket list. All right, guys. Love you guys. Stay safe. Thank you so much for following me. Listening means a lot. And I can't wait to uh, kick off your five with you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.